0: Hello, happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. <laughs> happy day, happy week. Um, it is Juliana. I don't even want to say your host because that feels very strange and this is not a hosting show. Um, your guide <laughs> to the audio adventure of Flow. I am... Working on season two, I am excited to share the inner workings of my book and continue to share that journey. These episodes are very highly produced and they take months to put together. I kind of need to live a journey and an adventure in order to share it. And so I'm taking audio recordings right now. But I'm not quite ready for the production phase. So it's going to be a few more months until season two is ready. In the meantime, though, I'd love to keep this channel open, keep my voice a little bit in the audio waves and share either podcast episodes or inspiration that just makes me (laughs) happy, makes me feel alive and inspired and I hope that in sharing an episode a month or so, I can just be a little a little gem in your podcast airwaves. So today I'm going to share an episode with my coach. Um, coach Bela has been helping me for the last several months, and she came out with her own podcast, which I really encourage everybody to listen to. Um, It is really wonderful for mothers. It is called Awaken to You for Moms, and Bayla, spelled B-A-Y-L-A, has just been my um, guiding light, and I hope that this podcast will guide you as well. So today I'm sharing episode 11. Every episode that she's put out is great. But when I listen to this episode, which is called The Reason We Don't Have More Time Is Because We Treat It Like Our Enemy, I just felt that flow listeners could really benefit from this episode, from, from listening to Bayla's words. And I think if you can follow her show, you'll notice that you just start thinking about your life and your decisions and your thoughts differently um, because what we think matters and our thoughts become our actions and those actions become the lives we live and the legacies we leave. So I hope that you enjoy what Bela has to say as much as I did.
1: You're listening to the Awaken to You podcast for moms This is your host, Coach Vela, and I welcome you into our space. This is about the birth of a woman into a mother. Hello, everybody. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to teach you how to have more time by making time your friend. So this is a super important episode because this is the number one issue that I encounter from moms not having enough time. There's a lot of people who are actually even going after more money because they want to use it to buy more time. But ultimately, even the quest to get more money, whether that's to start your own business or to change your career or to up level in your career, is usually only because you want to use it to buy more time. Now, that is one way to get more time is to buy more time. There are other ways to get more time, too. And I would say that this step, making time your friend, is the prerequisite to all the other ways to get more time in your life. You have to really master this step before you step into the others. So at this point, you're probably thinking, making time, my friend, what is going on here? So let me tell you a little story to illustrate this. Okay, so you have Miri. Miri and Karen, they're two best friends. They grew up together. They're neighbors. They've known each other since birth. And Miri is really a busy mom. She has young children. She works part-time, but when she's not working in her career, she's working at home. She takes care of her home. She takes her children to daycare, and she takes the one who needs OT to OT, and she does all the things that she needs for her family, and she feels really starved for time. Karen also works around the clock. She also has a very similar situation to Miri. She also has young children, and she also has a lot that she's doing and a lot that she's accomplishing. And so let me give you an example of a situation that occurred in Miri and Karen's relationship. Karen would pick up her kids from school, but before that, she would get groceries. The grocery store happened to be by Miri's home. So she would make it a point once a week to stop by for about 10 minutes to visit Miri when she was on her way to pick up her kids after she was done getting her groceries. And she noticed that the more she stopped by each week, she would start to get comments from Miri like, I never see you enough. You only come for 10 minutes. Why don't you stay longer? And even though she explained that she's on the way to pick up her children and she happens to be close by because of the grocery store, Miri would continue making these comments. And so time would go by and This would become a frequent occurrence in their relationship. In fact, Karen would call Miri twice a week in the evenings for about 20 minutes. And again, she would get comments like, oh, I wish you could talk for longer. I wish you would call me more often. I wish you would stay for longer. Oh, we could do this and we can do that together. And there always seemed to be a complaint attached to the amount of time that Karen was making for Miri and spending with Miri. And so what happened was, Karen slowly started spending less time with Mary. She just didn't want to hear the complaints. And slowly but surely, they broke their relationship completely. And Karen spent no time with Mary. She no longer stopped by after her grocery shopping, on her way to pick up her kids. She no longer called her twice a week. She just didn't want to spend any time with someone who was constantly complaining about the time they spent together, especially someone who was making time for her. They were best friends, and the relationship just ended like that. And so let me tell you, friends, what's going on here. Miri is you, and Karen is time. This is how we treat time. When we have 10 minutes in between getting our groceries and picking up our kids from school, it's never enough. We don't treat it nicely. We complain about the time we have. When we find 20 beautiful minutes to ourselves in the evening, it's not enough. And so we treat time badly. We talk about time in a way that isn't nice. We complain about time often. We say we never have enough time. We don't have time for ourselves. And I'm not saying that we should only have 10 minutes for ourselves in between getting groceries and picking up our children. And I'm not saying we should only make 20 minutes for ourselves twice a week in the evenings. We should definitely be creating time for our needs. However, we have to start with a positive relationship with time. And so that starts with noticing the pockets of time that we do have and taking full advantage of time as our friend rather than spending that time complaining about how little we have of time in our life. So if you look at this relationship between Mary and Karen, you're thinking, Oi, what's wrong with Mary? Why is she complaining so much? Karen is really going out of her way. And then when you think about your relationship with time, you have to think of it in those terms too. Wow, really, I do have more time than I think. Or I'm able to use my time differently than I think, but I'm not able to do that when I'm so busy making time my enemy Instead of looking at all the ways I can use the time that I already have. So let me get into the three points that I want to make about time today. And I'm going to start with the first point. And that is what I've just described to you. You're in a relationship with time. What is time? Time is a creation like everything else in the world. It's put here so that it could serve you in a positive capacity if you treat it properly. Just like everything in life is neutral until you make it good or bad, right or wrong. We're given these resources to serve our higher selves and we want to have a good relationship with our resources. We want to take advantage of them in a positive way. So if we think about time as a real living and breathing thing, we'll start to treat it differently. We'll start to look at it differently. We'll start to understand it differently. And we'll see how often we made time our enemy instead of making time our friend. Just look at your life and think about the time that you have, what do you use it for? What do you use those little pockets of sunshine, I like to call them, those little gifts that God gives us where he throws in a 10 minutes here or 15 minutes there, or someone is late to a meeting. I had this recently. I was being interviewed for another podcast, and the interviewer was having issues with her tech. And she said, do you have 10 minutes? Can you give me 10 minutes? I said, sure, I have plenty to do. And so she's like, okay, go ahead. And I Pulled out my work that I was working on and I got back to work for 10 minutes and she went ahead and fixed her tech issues. So there's always something that we can do that's either productive or that's enjoyable for ourselves, that's really going to change our view of our day. And so when we start to think about time in terms of time being our friend and look for ways that time gives us these little gifts or that, you know, God gives us these little gifts of time, these little pockets of sunshine. We're really going to love them and be grateful for them and use them differently than if we look at, oh, I just had 10 minutes today to do something because someone had an issue with tech. There, my attitude would be very different and I'd probably use time different. I probably would just scroll on the web or do something that wasn't productive or wasn't fun for me. So think about it. Point number one, you are in a relationship with time. If you make it a living and breathing thing, you're going to treat it differently and it's going to treat you differently. You're going to find a lot more time and a different quality of time. Because you see, a lot of times we chase after quantity, but really what we want and something else that matters that we don't think about enough is the quality of time that we have. And so that's going to be the last point that I talk about, point number three. But before we get there, let's talk about point number two. What you think about time matters, just like in any relationship your thoughts are going to inform the results that you get. So your thoughts about time are going to create your feelings about time. And your feelings about time are going to create the actions that you take with your time. And that's going to give you the results that you get. So for example, if you're always thinking, I don't have enough time for myself, you're going to create a feeling of being defeated. And when you get 10 minutes to yourself, you're going to pedal it away by scrolling on Facebook or staring mindlessly at the ceiling Instead of using that 10 minutes to do something productive or to take care of your need for joy, for love, for connection. So when we see 10 minutes as just a nothing amount of time, we throw it away. But think about what you can really do with 10 minutes. There are actually people, I have heard of people who write entire novels in 10 minutes over the course of six months to a year. There are people who organize one draw in their kitchen in 10 minutes and they finish all their kitchen draws in 10 days. There are people who self-coach for 10 minutes and feel substantially better about their day because of that 10 minutes of dedicated, focused self-coaching time. And then there are people who take 10 minutes of dedicated, focused attention with their children and have a huge impact on their relationship with them. So think about how you're thinking about time. Are you appreciating it? Are you just peddling it away? What are your thoughts when you get a little gift, a little pocket of sunshine that's given to you in terms of time? Instead of thinking, well, it's only 10 minutes and I don't have enough time for myself anyway. What if you thought, I'm grateful for the 10 minutes of time and I thank God for sending me this little pocket of sunshine in my day. What would your time look like then? How would you spend it? How would you feel about it and how would that change the trajectory of the rest of your time? the rest of your day. By the way, I really want to point this out. I'm not saying we shouldn't aim for more than 10 minutes of time to ourselves or time with our kids. Most of us actually have much more time than that. I'm just using the smallest measure to show how much we can actually accomplish. So for example, many of us spend two, three, four hours with our children or more in the evenings after we pick them up from school. We spend that time doing homework with them. We spend that time playing with them, or we could be, right? We could be spending that time that way. How are we spending that time with our children? And many of us do get time with ourselves. Some of us don't. And yes, there is an art to creating more time in your life for your needs and the things that you enjoy. If you want to think about time differently, ask yourself, where have I made time my friend today? Where has time been kind to me? Where have I gotten more time today than I asked for? Look and you will find. If you look for negative, your brain will always find the negative. If you look for positive, your brain will always find the positive. Your brain is incredibly powerful. It is just totally amazing. And whatever you program into it, whatever questions you ask it, if you're going to ask it negative questions, it's going to find negative answers. You're going to ask it positive questions like, where has time been my friend today? It's going to find positive answers. So pay attention to the questions that you're asking your brain. And so point number two is how you think about time matters, just like in any relationship. If you think positively about time, you're going to, first of all, have a better quality of time. And second of all, you're going to start to find these little gifts, these little pockets of time popping up. And you're going to use them differently than you have been up until this time. The third point I want to make is how you interact with time matters, and it will be informed by how you think and feel about time. So how we think about time is going to affect how we treat time and how we interact with it. We have to think in terms of quality, not just quantity of time. So no matter how much time you have, whether it's two minutes, 10 minutes, two hours, are you being present during that time? Are you being mindful? Are you being in the moment? So many times we squander our time because we aren't being mindful. And we do this, by the way, in other relationships in our lives too, like in a relationship with our children. How many times do you sit down to play with your kids and really your mind is on all the other things you have to do, like the supper that you have to make, the thing that you're behind on at work, cleaning the house, the phone calls that you have to make. How many times are you in your head when you're really supposed to be actually just playing with your children and you're not being present? And then you wonder why your children are pulling on you, mommy, mommy, do this with me and do that with me and give me more time, because the quality of time you're giving them, you're not really being present there. Now, by the way, don't use this statement and go ahead and use it against yourself and guilt yourself and say, yeah, I'm not a good mom and all of that. Don't use anything I tell you against yourself. We all do this. We all make this mistake. We all have to learn how to be more mindful. Even those of us who practice meditation, who practice mindfulness, it is a skill that has to be acquired, that has to be learned, and that has to be practiced. I won't tell you that there isn't times when my mind wanders, but I do have the skills to bring my mind back and to keep myself present. And that's something we can discuss in another episode. But just think about that. Think about the quality of your time. Are you being mindful? Are you being focused in your time? And if you're not, let's think about how we can be more mindful of our time, how we can be more focused in our time. Also, there's a concept of flow. Flow is like a hyper present state. It's a state where you lose total track of time. Now, if you're artistic and creative, you may have experienced flow before. When you're painting or when you're writing, you're doing some creative writing and poetry. When you're singing or playing a musical instrument, where you're so involved in what you're doing in your work, you totally just forget about time. When you're in a state of flow, you don't know the difference between 10 minutes and two hours. There are many times where I am coaching or even where I am getting ready to record this podcast, but because I'm so interested in the work that I'm doing and I'm so involved, I step into a state of flow and I don't actually realize how much time has passed. And my husband will joke with me and he'll say, I can't get your attention. I've tried to get your attention so many times. I can't get your attention for anything because you're just so focused on what you're doing. And he'll say, literally the building could collapse and you'd still be at your computer doing what you're doing. (laughs) So, Flow, there's also an art and a science behind accessing flow and getting into a flow state. And there's also a reason why some people seem to accomplish a lot more in the same amount of time as other people. And a lot of times that has to do with flow. It has to do with one of those people are in flow when they're using their time and another person isn't. So being in a flow state is actually really great for when you're working, when you're doing something creative. And you can even get into a flow state when you're connecting with your children or when you're in a relationship where you're spending some time with your husband and you just totally don't realize where the time went. So think about times when you've been in states of flow. What were you doing? How did you access those states? And the more you focus on trying to find your state of flow and how you accessed it, the more you can replicate that in other areas of your life. So. These are actions that we take when we're focusing on our quality of time instead of our quantity of time. Don't get sidetracked right away by quantity of time. Look at how can I take the quantity of time that I have right now and have a better quality of time with it. And so how do we do that? One, we recognize that we're in a relationship with time. We're going to treat it as our friend and not our enemy. Two, we look at our thoughts about time and we realize that our thoughts matter and the thoughts that we're thinking are going to inform how we feel about time. And the more positive emotions we have about time, the higher quality of time that we're going to have. And the more we're going to notice these beautiful little gifts, these beautiful little pockets of time and quantity of time that are going to come into our lives. And three, we are then going to act differently with time because we're thinking differently about time and we're actively looking to create time as a friendly positive force in our life rather than a negative energy in our life. And so when we have those 10 minutes, we're going to act very differently inside of those 10 minutes in time. Maybe we'll use them to access a state of flow. Maybe we'll be more mindful and more present in what we're doing. But we're going to use those 10 minutes very differently than when we didn't actively make time our friend and have positive thoughts about time. So the way we interact with time matters also those are the three things we covered today. I really want you to take a look at your relationship with time now. How do you feel about time now? And if you feel more of a negative energy about the time you have, let's talk about how we can turn this into a more positive, friendly relationship. So I'm going to request that you look at your time each day this week, and at the end of the day, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Where has time been especially kind to me today? Where have I made time, my friend? When I get 10 minutes tomorrow, how do I want to cherish it? I want you to answer those three questions every day this week at the end of the night. It should take you about 60 seconds, and it could really, really make a lasting difference in your life and in your relationship with time. Okay, so if you found this episode helpful, please leave a review and share it with your friends, and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to take these concepts even deeper and apply them directly to your life, head on over to CoachBela.com. That's CoachBela, B-A-Y-L-A dot com, where you can sign up to work directly with me.